0: This is Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network,
1: a golf betting podcast that's better than most, what he said. How about him? That is better than most, better than most. And
0: now, here are your hosts, Adam, Smitty, and Eric. Good morning, welcome to Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network, the show with the pro and the caddy, that would be Adam and Smitty, my name is Eric, I'm just the host, let's talk some golf. Last week at the Travelers, Xander entered Sunday with a lead and hung on with a 268 to beat Thigla, well, Thigla kind of beat himself there on 18, as the proud owner of a 22-1 ticket, I was pretty pissed when he further buried his ball in the sand with that second shot, totally over it though. Canale probably most aggravated of all after a final round that included three pars, nine bogeys, and a double bogey with a partridge in a pear tree. Smitty, I wanted to ask you about the conversation between Fiegel and his caddy at 18 there in the sand. It looked like it was getting a little contentious. Like, their body language said they were in disagreement. Is that what you saw?
2: Yeah, I mean, at a, at a point in a tournament like that where it's really coming down to the last couple swings, I mean... The caddy is probably telling him, "Hey, here's what we need to do um, to make sure that we win this thing, or at least get into a playoff." You know, at the very worst, I mean, Thegala is probably it was probably just talking. Was like, "Well, I can make this shot. I'm, I've made this shot how many times?" You know, and he's he's confident in his game, and as he should be. You know, and that's that's always going to be an argument between I think player and caddy, and something that you uh, really are always going to argue about because the caddy's looking out for you. That's their job, right? And sometimes the players can't get out of their own way, especially when they're rolling and they're having one of the best days of their career. You know, Adam can probably um, chime in on this a little bit too. I mean,
1: unless you have like, you know, a 10 cup moment where your caddy breaks all your clubs and you got to play with (laughs) one club. Like that's what it comes down to. Like it's still the player that's got to hit the shot at the end. You know, I mean, he probably felt comfortable hitting it and thought, Worst case, I'm going to hit it fat. It's just going to roll out. I'll wedge it up and we'll make bogey and go on. But he, it looked like he swung so hard. Like you're going to hit it thin out of that far of a bunker shot with swinging that hard. Like I would, <clears throat> he was probably just in the moment. Like I'm, I'd probably do the same thing in the moment. Like you're not thinking logically. You're firing on all cylinders. Like it's yours to win. Like you haven't won yet. Like you're probably just going to be let's just get it out of there. But you, this is when the caddies earn their money is by saying, look,
2: dude, like all we got to do is get it out of here. That's the the caddy literally is telling him, you just need to take your medicine here, get out of here and finish this hole off. And we win. That's all you need to do. And you know, there's, there's ego involved obviously. And there's, there's a guy who like Adam said, is, is rolling and feeling himself a little bit. And, he's like, nah, I got this, get out of my way type thing. And, you know, that, that comes down to overall, you know, your type of relationship you have with your caddy. And, um, I'm not saying that he doesn't trust his caddy, but at the same time, you know, maybe it's not to the point where the caddy can be like, no, you need to shut up and do this because we're winning this thing. And this is how we're doing it. Yeah. We've seen like Spieth and his caddy get into
1: it. And Speeth's usually just like, I'm doing it. And Tiger was the same way. And Phil was the same way. And Probably why some of these guys go through a lot of caddies that just get tired. You know, the caddies, I think, get tired of being like, you're paying me for the advice, but you just want to do whatever. I'm it. I've am i been there before where the caddy's like, oh, you should put that or whatever, and then you chip in, and you're like, okay, bro, well, you don't know my game, so, <laughs> you know. But
0: <laughs> Okay, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks for the tip.
1: <laughs> if I'm in his situation and I haven't won, and that win probably would have locked up rookie of the year for him, like – That's probably he's just all he could see was that's a makeable shot. And then it looked like when he swung that his back foot slipped out a little, which would probably make him raise up, you know, to compensate. And then he just hit it thin. So maybe it was just his foot slipping that was the downfall of the whole thing. I watched the replay a few times and he had his feet were moving around so much for a bunker shot. Like something had to have happened, like a foot slip or he was on the slope or something. So can't blame the guy for trying. I mean, yeah, at this point, he's made enough money. Like, he can go for broke.
0: Yeah, he's probably thinking, I'm going to do what got me here.
1: You just don't want to be like, that might be your only chance. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be like, crap, I just let my only chance get away. I mean, how many times Phil done that in the U.S. Open where I'm sure Bones would have just snapped his driver if he had the
2: chance.
0: <laughs> so, uh, overall, Adam, what did you think about?
2: That would have been, been way cooler to yeah. see.
0: That's must see TV right there. Although I will say I watched the entire final round on Sunday. I had a nice day of golf on the couch. I see why you guys like this stuff. It was a nice relaxing Sunday.
1: It was an exciting tournament. It was good to watch. I mean, there was a lot of action that last nine. Like we had five or six guys that really had a chance to win. And I thought, you know, that Cantley was gonna win for a while and then you know, you had a couple guys post scores like Poston and some of these other guys that kind of play good this midseason. And I thought for sure somebody was going to sneak in there and win this thing. And Xander just kind of kept his foot down like when he needed to. So
0: Every time these guys behind him would start to I catch up. I was really surprised that he... He <clears throat> raised his game.
1: Yeah, I was surprised that he really kept going and won. Like, honestly, I thought for sure he's just going to have one shot that's going to derail the whole round. But... Because that's the way it goes when I pick
0: him to win. Then after seventeen, I think seventeen was a rough hole for him. He looked pretty pissed off. I thought, okay, he's rattled. This is where Thiegla can come in for the kill, but not so much. So what did you think of that tournament overall? And what does our spreadsheet look like? I know we made a couple bucks, not like most weeks, but we are in the positive, correct? We didn't break the bank, but we're still not too bad.
1: Um I thought the tournament was good. I would just like to have seen Kisner play better, but whatever. Um, or that Rory. was frustrating to watch. Him. R- the worst I'm part sorry. about watching Rory was he played so good the first day, played trash the middle two days, and then it's like the back nine. It's like, okay, well, there's Rory again. Like, he just went from like, I think he was at minus five for a while and then still managed to almost get his way into a he might even finish in the top 10. I didn't see, but I think he. F- Maybe just finished outside the top 10 at like eight or nine under. So he brought it back pretty well, but Kisner couldn't make putts. So that's what it came down to. But all in all, yeah, that we, was frustrating. <clears throat> we did pretty well with Kisner getting top 10 at eight to one, and then Brian Harmon at four to one, and then top 20, Brian Harmon plus 170, and Kisner at plus 330. So that'll work. If you would have just bet on Harmon and Kisner to the top 10 top 20 you could have made you know 20 or 30 bucks so not a bad not a yeah, bad I believe day. that's
0: exactly what smitty recommended a week, i guess the, uh top 20 top 10 winner bet
1: yeah it's just a pretty safe pretty safe um uh, a couple guys we thought might play well just didn't play good at all
0: well, you'll have that
1: which is yeah jordan kinda, jordan spieth like trying to yeah. trying to take last place dude was <clears throat> he did that garbage, on the first day man. he tried to take last place he started yeah, that's out what I'm on saying. fire.
2: He was so oh my god. <laughs> he was maybe he thought that like oh you get you get your money back.
1: Yeah, I don't understand why he's playing in the way he plays. Like it's like he's trying to be 2015 Jordan Speeth, but he doesn't have that game anymore. Like he's changed his swing, he's changed his putting stroke, he's changed everything. He's not 2015 Jordan Speeth anymore. Like bro, you're going to have to like tone it down. Adapt and overcome. Like I don't well, know if his search it's for distance like, is just completely ruined his putting, but it, his putting's horrible.
2: But it's like it, as a, as a, as a round like that goes on, and I start to expect him to make just pitiful shots, you know. <clears throat> and every single time he makes a bad shot, he just starts talking to himself and starts yelling at himself and everything. It's like, everyone else is expecting you to do that now. So I don't understand why you're so shocked every time that you swing, swing your club and it does, doesn't do what yeah. it's supposed to do.
1: And I don't know if it's cause like when he first came out, like statistically on tour from like 30 feet, he had like a 70% make rate and inside five feet, he was like 30%. So he just would make everything long and drained, drained everything and then couldn't put anything close. But now he's just like lost on the greens altogether, it seems until he you know except at Augusta, that seems to be the only place where he knows how to play golf at like I would never pick him outside of a top ten at Augusta because he can't break eighty shows up there and shoots sixty seven like I don't understand that either. it's the strangest thing ever. it's a magical place, Adam yeah, he's a tough one to figure out. The worst was to watch like Luke List, the poor guy, like missed six putts inside like three feet. It was like even the announcers were like trying to hope the guy make it there. They weren't even trying to curse him anymore. They were just like, oh, come on, get this one in there. Let's go.
0: Well, this week we get the John Deere Classic, a TPC Deer Run. I got to say, maybe they should call this a Rodney Dangerfield Open because it gets absolutely no respect. What's the deal with that? I see around the golf community, people are like, "Eh, John Deere, whatever." I see odds here that we can make money from, so I don't understand what the problem is. Yeah, it used to be
1: a pretty decent event. I mean,
2: yeah, it used to get some. It used to get some pretty good pull. Like at the top of the field, like it would be some pretty pretty good names and everything. And just it isn't that way anywhere. It's it's now it's kind of just that that uh, event where younger guys are coming out and trying to trying to make their bread, Uh, you know, I know John Deere's big deal is like
1: the old CEO, the old CEO of John Deere played college golf at Purdue. And so his big thing when he was CEO was that he wanted to make sure they gave, I think four or five sponsors exemptions to these guys that just come out to give them like a start. That's kind of what they've been known for. Like you have a lot of guys that play in this event that have played in every year since they came out of college, like Charles Howell or, uh, Maybe even Lucas Glover too. But some of these guys just are like loyal to the Deer. I mean, it's a great tournament. There's, you know, multiple casinos there. Like it's kind of in the thing. John Deere flies you over to the British Open. It, it's a pretty good deal. Oh, I mean, yeah. But yeah. It, and it's the British Open qualifier. So I don't know if it's because the it's positioned weird in the schedule now. I think they have less British Open spots than they used to. I, I think they used to have two or three, maybe even four spots. So you would get bigger fields but now the more guys are qualified and you know they can pull their net jets miles together and fly over there like yeah i'm probably not well since covid that's probably hurt them like you're not gonna really want to be on a plane with you know 80 guys and caddies flying over there for eight hours when you could fly private with two of your buddies and your wives and your dogs and kids and take a nice relaxing vacation so if you're making 10 Eight, ten million a year. Like, what's a twenty thousand dollar flight? That's just you know, weekends, you know, it's two holes.
0: Well, what I'm hearing is this thing is wide open. We could have somebody come out of nowhere and win this thing at a hundred to one. I saw that uh, tournament's champions list includes some of the most recognized names in golf, Payne Stewart, VJ Singh, Steve Stricker, but breakthrough tournament for 18 tour players who earned their first victory on the PGA tour at TPC Deer Run. So I think there's some angles in there, and I know how you guys are. You got them. Now, I was looking at this Andrew Ruth Koski. He shot a 55 at... He shot a 55... It was it Oak Ridge? Yes, Ridge. I wanted to say run, but I knew that wasn't it. I was hoping he would qualify so I could I could sound smart and back somebody we'd never heard of, but alas, it is not to be.
1: I'm sure the tournament we shot, that was probably, you know, like section event, like easy pressure maybe a short course. Like you'd be surprised how many of these club pros, like at these courses, like we we go to certain courses every year, like sometimes one, two, three times a year and play. And I mean, I see guys every week shoot 62, 63, like, and are on the verge of shooting 53, 54. Sometimes it's just stupid how low some of these club pros can go when you see a course, you know, 10, 15, 20 times in your career, like you can get it going and, you know, they're not on tour, but those guys can still play. So it's fun to watch when you get in a group like that, but I can't imagine playing with that dude. I would have been so nervous. Just be like, don't say anything. Like, don't be like 59 watch or something, you know, don't be that asshole. Like to be like, Oh, my boy's got a 58 on watch or something. You know, is it
0: like a no hitter like that? You don't, you don't say it. Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: I mean, those guys, those guys are still good at golf, you know, like really good at golf. And if they get a course where it just feeds to, you know, all the strengths in their game, they're going to take advantage of it. That's why, like even the, the tour players, that they're consistently good at certain courses, right? Because it plays to their game. You know, there's probably a ton of truth to that too. And then if, yeah, if you're seasoned in, at a course and you go and play it in a competitive atmosphere, you're probably going yeah. to dominate it. I mean, usually when I'm playing with
1: the guy who's like four under at the turn, like, you know, usually we'll sit there and wait and be like, Hey, what did you have a, you know, whatever on the front nine? Like, you just don't say anything. You're just like, yeah, I'm just not going to ask him what his score was. Cause you don't want him to think about it either. You know, even though he probably knows, but I've been there playing low rounds like that where you don't even know what's going on. You're just out there trying
0: to be in the zone. You
1: don't honestly know what your score is. So
0: you've been to TPC deer run a couple times. Uh, why don't you break this thing down for us? I, I don't know anybody more qualified.
1: I've played there probably 20 times no at big least. Deal. It was actually the first course I ever played when I came up to the area. But yeah, it's like a DA Wibering course in Silvis, Illinois. Seventy two, sixty eight from the tips maxed out. It's not a super hard course. We've seen tons of 59s and 60s here in the past from all kinds of players like Rocco, Steve Stricker. It's just one of those courses where if you're pretty good with your wedges that week, you can get into the way the, the, the greens are shaped. They'll put the pins in some pretty accessible spots. Like it's almost tiered off in sections. So a lot of the par fours are going to be like hybrid four or five iron off the tee, maybe three wood, and then you're just wedge city. So if you can get it in there close, I mean, you can really get it going like, the par fives are all gettable it's pretty playable it's kind of resorty in the width of the fairway i think but it's not it's not dangerous like you can be risky there and get away with it the par threes are probably the hardest holes there they have a short par three that's like on 16 that's like i don't know maybe want to say 90 yards or something and then they've got uh that's the that's the hole that's right up along the river right yeah yeah and then there's one on the front nine on eight. It's a bit, it's real long, but it's was it, eight, seven, I think it's got a, like a punch bowl feel to it. So you can hit like almost 10 yards right of the green and it'll bounce on and just roll all the way to the back. So I've seen guys almost get hole in one there by not even hitting the green, like hitting right of the green and it just rolls in there. So, well, wow. it's a pretty cool course. Like it's fun to play, but you know, you can go deep if you want
2: to there. And we've seen it in the past. So yeah, seven. A lot of guys on all those par, par fours and everything, like you are saying, I mean, they're, they're going to be all weekend long, what, 130 to 150-yard shot in every single time. They can just play to their yardages and be like, okay, here I go. I'm using the same club on every approach shot.
1: Yeah, the interesting thing will be is like um, I think this is the first year they've played it without the green reading books. And the green reading books are really good there because of the elevation. You can see – Sometimes you can read it breaking one way, but because of the way the river is, like obviously, you know, everything breaks toward the river there, but you'll look at a putt and you'll be like, that's going one way, but unless you had the green reading book, you would never know it breaks that way. So there's a little, it's going to be a little bit more interesting, I think, cause they're not going to have that knowledge, but the guys that have played there, you know, 10, eight, nine times, they're going to all be able to know what to do. I mean, they rarely move pens different than what they've had. Um, but the coolest part about this course is like starting on fifteen, you get uh fourteen, you get short par four. That's drivable, it's like two ninety-seven, and then you get a pretty hard par four, and then that short par three, and then a reachable par five, and then eighteen. So the last four or five holes are all kind of where some of these guys really come from behind and and make moves. Well,
0: not to jump all the way to props, but I'm going to jump all the way to props for a second. Albatross is plus fourteen hundred, and I think you're talking me into that bet.
1: Yeah, that's this is probably a course where that could happen for sure. It's a fun one to root for too. I mean, if they get, yeah, if the wind's mm-hmm. good on, let's see, south wind. Yeah, that would be good for seventeen. Like
2: you can. Yeah, pump Eric, it I up saw there. that and I knew you'd be on that right <laughs> away. I was like, because. <laughs> Just how this course plays out is like that is a real possibility, and I know that uh, I know somebody that that'll probably want to jump on that one right away.
1: So the
0: kind of yeah. things I look for.
1: I mean, we do see a lot of hole in ones at this course too.
0: Yep, we're on those. All right. Well, now I'm ready to talk gambling. Let's get into the top twenties, Smitty. What do you What do you got for your top twenties over there?
2: Yeah. So I mean, there's a it's it's wide open like we just talked about. I think this weekend, and I think um, there's a lot of a uh, lot of guys who could very low um i uh narrowed it down to five guys here what i picked on um so i have uh my first guy um for top 20 uh chase on hadley at uh, plus 400 um he's a guy that i just think that he's been so good with his putter i think uh hopefully his hopefully his flat stick can get him there Plus four hundred throughout the whole weekend plus 400 yeah top 20 my next one i have i have is vaughn taylor um he stuck out to me at plus three fifty. He stuck out to me because he's just a he's a guy who's um, really great on his approach shots and and driving accuracy. I think that you know, like we just said, it's not a, not an overly long course, and guys can put it to certain spots, like off the tee, if you're accurate, and then you're good with getting to a, to approach in the greens and giving yourself a really good putt every single time. You're gonna score on this course, so that's kind of um, why he kind of fell in here to me a little bit. Um, my third guy. I have, uh, Mr. Mr. John Deere Classic himself, Zach Johnson. I put him in there, um, at plus 330. Like I said, he's a renegade at at TPC, you know, um, a little bit weaker of a field. So it kind of, I think that kind of brings him into the limelight a little bit and might allow allow him to have some, uh, have some success here, um, as well. And then, um, I have, uh, Sam Ryder at plus 300. Um, he finally played well last week um, at a similar similar type course. And so I, I think that maybe that gives him some confidence coming into this weekend and he can slide in the top 20 there. And then uh, my last guy I have um, at plus 260 is uh, JT Poston. Guy's a stud. I mean, you watched him last, this last week and everything. I mean, he's, he's fun to watch and he's got his game um, with his approach and his putting. You know, he's been... Just absolute dynamite as of late, and I think that uh, he's a guy that's going to really take advantage of this course. So that's uh, that's my top 20. I'm
0: Smitty betting the Poston for sure. I'm going to Smitty bet that t- top 20, top 10, and winner. Poston looked sharp last week to my untrained eye. I thought he played really well. Confirmed. All right, Adam, uh, Smitty brought some new names. I, I think you might have some over there. I don't know. You guys tend to have the same a lot. I've probably got a few. But I don't think you guys are going to have the same this week.
1: I kind of went, like, thinking about past John Deere's and, like, some of the guys that I see there year after year and guys that play good there, like, and that are just good dudes because when I worked at Davenport, a lot of these guys come out and play there just because they love the course. Like, it's so pure, so you get to meet a lot of these guys, which they're all super chill. Um, so I put uh, Cameron Champ at plus 240 just because he's long and he's going to have real short irons into a lot of these holes. guy's name's Champ. Yeah, and then I have Chris Goddard up at plus 350. He played well, finally, for me for last week. Just He showed like he had some game, and I think in this weaker field where he's going to feel like, dude, I'm way better than these guys. He's going to be able to like Learn from last week and bring it to this week, um, and then I have Boo Weekly at plus eleven hundred because he's always like at J- John Deere and he's plays well there. I'm pretty sure he won here not too too many years ago, maybe two three years Welcome ago, past winter. And then I have Ryan Moore, who I believe is a past winner also at plus three fifty. <clears throat> I had to take my buddy Sean McCarty at plus twenty two hundred because the dude's got the length. He's going to be 50 this year. So he's going to be wanting to go out to the senior tour, I believe a little bit and play. Um, but he's got the length and he's played here way more than I have. Um, I played with him last Monday and he was looking forward to playing practice around this Monday. So usually if he's looking forward to playing, that means that he's getting shaped around here. Um, and then I had a sixth person, Dylan Fratelli at plus 250 just because I liked his style I like your style dude I'm just giving people options I mean I feel like betting top 10s and 20s more this week than so I kind of had a few extras just because I feel like it was so wide open you could probably make more money on those guys
2: I think so too yeah you're right I mean just outright is damn near impossible to really kind of figure that out but yeah
1: maybe on Saturday we'll give it a shot anyways right (laughs) yeah I mean, I, like we said, you know, like if you want to safely bet and still get good odds, like even on Saturday and Sunday, you could have got great odds on Xander. Like he was still mm-hmm. going off at plus, what, 300 on yeah. Sunday? Like,
0: plus like 165 dude, that's nuts. Sunday morning. Uh,
1: yeah, and the golly was like plus 1100. I was like, man, if that dude would have won at – Going off the last day at plus eleven hundred. I
0: got him at plus twenty two hundred when you sent that text that on Saturday that you thought some one of those guys was going to come from behind. <laughs> I bet him and unbelievable. Then I,
2: yeah, that's insane.
0: And then I doubled down on the kids.
2: Yeah,
1: poor kids. Let's not get back. Kids. <laughs> Let's not get back. <laughs> Man, we'll give him a week All off. Right. Yeah. I do like him at the British Open though because he's going to be super heated.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's why I kind of I was I was hoping I could bet Canale this week, but he's not playing. Let's ask Smitty. Let's ask Smitty for his top tens. these guys are probably playing in the tournament, right? Not like the guys I'm talking about.
2: Alright, top ten. I got uh starting off with uh where where I left off in the top twenty, I have JT Poston at plus six hundred. Oh, I
0: love that so much.
2: Yeah, I, when I saw that I was like, whoa. Okay. Um kind of just have to throw it there. I mean, like again, like just his game is suited for this place. Once again, this week and stuff. So I think that that's a really good spot there. Um, I have uh, my next guy, um, Adam Shank, at plus five hundred. Um, he was he he uh, was T four last year cool. in the John Deere. So I think that you know he could come back and have a nice another nice uh, nice weekend here. Then um, I have Lucas Glover, the reigning champ, um, plus four fifty in the top 10. Um I mean for him for him putting's going to be a big question. If he can if he can uh get the putter right, then I think he stands a really good really good chance of uh of even repeating, but getting in the top 10 for sure. Um then I have a uh, fourth guy. I have um I have Thegala um at plus 350. I think he's someone that's going to come off and uh be a little pissed. After what happened, uh, he kind of seems that way anyways, the, watching him the entire weekend. He's the kind of guy who's going to hold a grudge against himself and be like, dude, you got to play better. And hopefully that starts a fire for him. And he, he comes in and, and shoots low this weekend. Um, fifth guy I have is uh, Maverick McNeely at plus 300. Um, that dude's just really good. If you look at his numbers, um, he's really good. and hes I mean, he's one of the best players by far in the field this weekend, Uh when you look at the numbers alone, man, he, he's he got it put together.
1: Underrated for sure. And he's been yeah. playing in this event since college too. I think mm-hmm. he went to Purdue maybe. And that's this was his first start. And then he got injured and had to sit out a few years. John Deere gave him another exemption like when he finally got healed. So uh, he's got good strong ties to this event. But as you were talking about Thagala, I, I forgot to even mention like, you know, we're playing another TPC like, same as last week and watching last week we're going to see a lot of similar, similar T sight lines and a lot of similar approach angles and looks so I like the guys that played good last week which if you go off previous John Deere and like who we are saying guys that are going to be hot this week that usually are at the Deere and played good last week like maybe that's why because it's such a similar look so if you're placing yeah, bets I- that's probably a good
2: Indicator. I did throw a six guy in there. Um, I have uh, Patrick Rogers at plus three fifty. Um, he's had some success in the past here, and he's playing uh, playing well with his putter right now. Um, and I think that's going to be a big deal. Obviously, knocking down putts um, all weekend, and you know, um, he was second uh, in two thousand seventeen at, at the at the John Deere, and um, in like the last twenty four rounds, he's he's got some really nice numbers. He's top ten and. Strokes gained total and um, stroked, uh, strokes gained off the tee. And that's like, again, over the last 24 rounds. So, I mean, he's he's playing some pretty good golf. And so, I mean, I've, I kind of like that, you know, plus 350 there. So, those are my, my six for the top 10.
0: I like it. Those are big, profitable numbers. Adam, how do you feel about top 10s this week? Yeah, I picked – I had a like a list of guys, and then
1: I saw something on Golf Channel about guys – strong player or major champions in the field that weren't qualified for the Open. And I thought, well, maybe that's a little more motivation for him to get try to get in. So I picked Jason Day at plus 400 just because he's not in the Open, surprisingly. Um, but he has, like he said, he hasn't played well. So um, then I had Charles Howell at plus 275 just because he always plays good here and he's played here forever. So <clears throat> then I had the Gala at 350. Um, just thinking off of last week, like the look of the course, and then I also had Lucas Glover at plus four fifty, and then I have uh, Robert Streb at plus twelve hundred, like
0: that. Oh, you're talking. He's been playing good. One, there, buddies, like <clears throat> one of my
1: buddies, one t- of my buddies, sent me a message and said, "Dude, Robert Streb this week top 10. I was like, "Yeah, that does sound like a good pick." So I had to add him in there. Love it. And then I also had, I also had Maverick McNeely in there at plus three hundred. But as Smitty said, I did. If you didn't like one of those guys, you could also put Chess and Hadley in there at plus 8 or plus 900 for a top 10. He always plays th- good there too, so. I mean, there's so many guys that play good there. It's like I feel like you could make hay on top 10 20 this week.
0: Yeah, I normally pick a, pick a few, but I think I'm going to I'm going to bet the whole I'm gonna bet the whole board this week. I'm I'm going to double up on I would. That plus 600 for post in top 10. I'm going to put a whole $10 American on that one, I think.
2: It's only money, man. Exactly. You can make more. Yeah.
0: that's
1: We've got a major coming up, and that's where we make all of our big money. So. That's
0: why I like to make my bets while I'm at work, because if you win, I basically just gave myself a raise, and if the bet doesn't hit, it's not a real loss, because I'm replacing the money in real time. So it doesn't even count. Yeah. Now we're on to winners. Yeah. 30 minutes. We're on track. All right. It's tough to pick who wins tournaments, but we're going to do it anyway. You guys are pretty good at it. If I recall, I think you're like uh running about 50-60% on that. So,
1: yeah, I think we're 50.
0: Yeah, that's enough. Pretty close. Yeah, you're in you're in the positive on the ledger when you're doing that. Adam, who do you think's going to win? So, I I picked uh
1: obviously one of the favorites, but Chess and Hadley or sorry, not Chess and Hadley. Adam had one at plus 1,000. He's been playing pretty decent lately, um, and then Webb Simpson at Webb Simpson at plus twelve hundred. Uh, Charles Howell was at plus twenty two hundred. So I thought, man, how could you pass that up? And the best one that I found for the fourth one, who was surprisingly a long shot, was J.T. Poston at plus fifty five hundred. It's like, how could you not bet? two three bucks on that dude that's crazy i mean that's a risk i'm willing to take like as well as he played last week i mean it seems crazy and then the at plus 2500 and patrick rogers at 3500 i i couldn't decide like maybe give people an option if they thought the gala was cooling off but nor maybe they didn't like post him but All those guys played so good last week, and it's like they had the longest shot. Like, how is Webb Simpson favored more than JT Poston? Like, the dude was on fire last week.
0: Yeah, that surprised me. I expected Thiega to be about fifteen to eighteen to one as well.
1: When I checked this morning, I thought I thought he would be the favorite for sure,
2: being like the hottest player coming in here by far. Yeah, I didn't understand when I saw plus 2,500. I was like, how is that even possible right now?
0: What would it be if he had finished off on 18 and won last week? I mean, he'd be plus 1,000, maybe plus 1,200 to win this. They don't give the guy any
2: respect. Maybe he still would have been plus 2,000, you know? After watching him all last weekend, right, at a similar type course, that's what we've been talking about, and he's still he's the sixth best yeah. odds? Yeah. That's how... I mean, that's a slap in the face and that should piss him off even more. I mean, not, I mean, maybe, maybe he's, you know, maybe he's betting on himself, you know, but uh, you know, he, if he, if he knew that, I mean, you got to think, he'd be like, wow, really? I just played a really great weekend of golf and uh, I screwed up on one hole. Otherwise I win that damn thing. And I'm sitting at plus 2,500 and Webb Simpson is got twice as good odds as I do. Uh, Denny
1: McCarthy's got better odds and, I don't think that guy's had a top five and the had what three, four top fives this year. Unbelievable. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's flirting with rookie of the year guy gets no respect still.
1: Yeah. He's in a race. Like all he needs is a win to lock it up. So, which was surprising when I saw the rookie of the year race, like that one of the guys I had never even heard of. I didn't know the guy was on tour. So, but I can't believe the wasn't the favorite.
0: All right. Smitty. Let's get your winners for this tournament at TPC Deer Run.
2: Yeah, you're gonna hear some um, similar names. Actually, uh, what Adam just gave out. Um, my sixth guy was actually um, is actually Adam Hadwin. Um, I didn't I didn't put him in my top five, but he's definitely definitely a guy that that I would I was considering greatly. But uh, starting off right away with uh, with J- JT Poston at plus fifty five hundred. When I saw that, I was like, okay, well I'm starring that one right away, and that's that's one I'm definitely going with. The guy's just playing too good a golf right now to not jump on there. And at those odds, my God, like Adam said, how do you not put a few bucks on that? Um, and then I got uh Lucas Glover at plus four thousand. Um Patrick Rogers plus thirty five hundred. I have uh Thagala at plus twenty five hundred. And then the fifth guy I have is uh Maverick McNeely at plus twenty five hundred. Um once again, like I said, with McNeely, like super underrated kid, like I don't understand. Um, I mean, you look at stuff, you look at what, what's going on with his, with his numbers and everything. And he, I mean, he's, he's, uh, really solid all the way across the board, you know, like off, like strokes, uh, strokes gain off the tee, you know, he's, he's in the top 50 ish and then putting strokes gain, putting he's fo- like 40th and, you know, tee to green, he's in the top 60 and. Um, like, strokes gain total, like, 46. I mean, he's just right there. And with none of these top 50 players in the world playing this weekend, he's one of the best players in the field. So I it like feels him. like
0: a great opportunity to break through. 18 guys have won their first tournament here.
1: Yeah, it's always a good first-time winner event, like, just because the field isn't, like, elite. So I don't know if that's why or they just play good here they do have a lot of college events here so i don't know if it's maybe like of course they play a lot in college some of these guys like nai national championship was here for 10 years so some of these guys uh that i know that are out there have played here 20 plus times in college and it's tournament setup so they've seen it
0: it would make sense they're way more familiar with it than other tournament spots all right on to the props other than my albatross. Did you see anything in there, Smitty, that you liked? I love that we're friends on a level that you knew already when you I mean, saw I mean, it, that that was going to be one of the bets I liked.
2: I just know that you look for You look for those odds, man. And you see something like that, that sticks out. It's, I mean, that was eye popping though, a little bit, especially at a course where guys are going to be able to, you know, get wherever they want. Cause it's not going to be the longest, longest of, of courses by, by any means, but not really. I mean, I'm not. I'm not with golf. I'm not too much of a prop guy, anyway. So there's not a whole lot that that I that I love that I would say. Ooh, yeah, we got to bet this. But
0: we know what we do well, and we stick to that.
1: There's a post bet if you just wanted to take post and all in, like post and Nate Lashley and L. Griffin for plus 1900. If you're all sold on JT Post and winning this week, if somebody were to be like, they're like, that's my guy. He's winning everything then. That's almost free money there.
0: JT post and wire to wire five hundred to one,
1: and you can pick him and get two extra free guys at plus nineteen hundred. So that's a pretty good bet.
0: Yeah. How common is a wire no to wire bets. win?
1: Mm. A deer, I don't. It's happened a few times, but not that often. Yeah.
0: sounds like we should.
1: It's usually like a guy that shoots. Usually, if a guy shoots fifty nine, sixty, sixty one, the first round, then you'll see almost the exact same thing happened in the second round. So, and that guy
2: will end up getting lapped. One, I mean, one guy, one guy like that. I I was reading, um, I don't know. I read so many different articles and stuff, but, uh, I was reading about was, uh, like Adam Shank was a guy with like matchups. If you can find a good matchup there with some good odds is like he has, I think he's played double digit rounds. Um, at, at TPC Deer Run and it's got it's like 10 or 11 rounds that he's played there and he uh he's posted under par score every single time so i mean i know that guys go low at this at this event and everything but you know he's uh been playing good golf too i think his last couple of events he's been in the top 5 or top 6 in those last two events too so he's playing really well so he might be a guy like i'm seeing um he's like plus 170 against with like um Stallings and Hadley in round 1 you know, it might be one. I know Hadley Hadley's there at plus two fifty, which is kinda nice too, but
1: there's a bunch of even money player versus player bets. Like Ches Reevy versus Cam Davis is they're both at negative one ten playing each other. Like what what's the point in that?
0: I'm gonna stick with my albatross. Alright, let's cash these tickets, boys. Let's wrap this thing up. We're at forty two minutes. Thank you, Adam and Smitty, for all your hard work. Thank you, people, for listening. We truly do appreciate it. If you haven't already, please consider giving us a five-star review on Apple, Google, or whatever platform you're getting us on. It makes a big difference in regard to where we show up in search results and podcast charts. It's all very boring, but trust me when I tell you, they matter. Another thing you could do is tell one person, hey, I found this great golf show. They told me about this dude at 55 to 1 who's probably going to win, and then I quit my job. It's going to be amazing. You should check it out. That kind of thing does wonders for us as well. You can find Adam on Twitter at ACMillerPGA. The PGA means it's working. Smitty is on Twitter at CSmith8 with an F. You can follow the goings-on of this show at PlusMoneyGolf, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. We've got a Facebook group up and running now. Now, we're all over the place. We're steadily adding members over there. I think we got a few hundred in there now. Just search Plus Money Golf. Join the conversation. All right. Best of luck with your bets this weekend. We'll see you right back here next week for more Plus Money opportunities. Adam, say something cool that golfers say.
1: So I got that going for me, which is nice. Thanks for listening to
0: Plus Money Golf. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with the show on Facebook and Instagram at Plus Money Golf and on Twitter at PSR Golf. Until next time.